it's gonna pop. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Raincoat Report, your favorite drive time morning show. <laughs> 2023 is the year of the soundboard for the Raincoat Report. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that because I'm going to be remixing and chopping and screwing all kinds of stuff over here <laughs> for at least the next six months until my resin stained fingers destroy the buttons. <laughs> well, yep, it's 2023. We're actually recording this on New Year's Eve. Yeah, so it's not quite 2023 yet, but... For it's, the listeners, it is. It's close enough. Yeah, it's another resin-filled celebration for Jeremy. Oh, yeah, I've become really just hooked on this stuff. <laughs> I, I still smoke weed, but it's just to, like, create the resin so I can harvest <laughs> it later. Right, that makes sense. It's like when, uh, it's like in Dune with the worms, they eat the stuff. And then they, I guess they eat the sand. I'm not sure what they eat, but they eat it. <laughs> and then they produce the spice, which lets you fold time and uh, travel through space without the use of complicated thinking machines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it turns you into, at least if you're if you're David Lynch, it turns you into a big freaky bug thing. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of going to be my goal for this year. To turn into a big freaky bug thing? Yeah, but we'll also be able to travel through space and time. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm working on it. It might take a long time, but with your uh, continued contributions to the Raincoat Institute, I know that I can do it. <laughs> well, in the meantime, uh, it's time to get started on our just general depravity that we get into. And uh, what better way to do that than to celebrate the works of one of exploitation cinema's greatest pioneers. Uh, and of course, I'm talking this week about Doris Wishman, who uh, is a delightful person that we should all thank for doing her thing. Drink a mile of piss to see her pussy. It's already paying off. I wonder if maybe if you hit like the hammer, wait a few seconds, and then hit whatever sample you want to do, if that's the right way to do it. I think you, I think that you just have to wait longer, probably. Of course, now it's... I don't know. Bozo. We're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> I hit boss with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll work on the technical piece of all of this, but... When it comes to Doris Wishman, she was not terribly concerned about the technical aspects of uh, her creative output. No, she would leave in all the times it just kept looping. <laughs> or when it triggered late. But, uh, yeah, Satan Was a Lady was uh, released earlier this year. Well, I guess last year now. Uh, by Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, in a double feature with uh, Come With Me, My Love, a.k.a. Haunted Pussy, which we covered on the podcast a while back. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch the uh, uh, Haunted Pussy like remaster yet. Yeah. Uh, but this one was looking pretty good. They did good work. Yeah, I, I spot-checked uh, Come With Me, My Love, and it was, it was good looking. It was like this, so, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like the one we watched was kind of a pretty degraded 
like yeah. uh, something weird DVD rip or VHS rip, maybe. Yeah, I think it it came from a DVD that was probably from one of their VHS sources. But this is uh, along with "Come with Me, My Love." Satan was a lady. Uh, today's film uh, was remastered from the film elements and looks pretty good. It really does. And the last time you thought you were punishing me with resin, and this time I've learned to love it. So you developed a new torture for me called the old fashioned. Yeah, I was uh, I was hoping you'd enjoy the old fashioned, but uh, I don't know. You'll drink your way through it and you'll feel good afterwards. Yeah, I feel like we've had this exact conversation before. And I just only have one once a year, so I always forget that it just tastes like, uh, it just tastes if you let, like, a Pepsi sit in the sun. <laughs> I will say that I think that I overestimate my passion for the old-fashioned as well. Um, in this case, what what it really came down to was I was looking at bourbon at the store, and uh, as a leftover from the holidays, there was a Elijah Craig gift pack that comes with uh old-fashioned mix as well for the same price as just the bottle so i was like oh this would be a good idea but uh i think i also determined last time i got old-fashioned mix but that i don't actually like old-fashioned that much <laughs> that's fair enough i've got a real crazy delay over here let me hit one of these buttons Mad. There we go. Third time's the charm. Are you mad? <laughs> so for Satan was a lady, we have uh, some of the people that we saw in uh, Haunted Pussy or Come With Me, My Love uh, and others. But uh, we have quite a performance here by Annie Sprinkle. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, who's looking nice and, and curvy and delicious. Mm-hmm. She was, I uh, would say, the, the star of this feature. For sure. Uh, we also have Brie Anthony playing Claudia, who I think is technically the protagonist, but uh, doesn't quite steal the show the same way Annie Sprinkle does. No, not at all. Uh, I think something that happens in the film is that the story feels like it was whittled down Yeah, from something bigger into a 70-minute film, but uh, we'll get into all that. We also have... Tony Richards as Victor, and uh, Bobby Astor as Bobby. (laughs) And uh, C.J. Lang appears in an unnamed role. So, uh, you know, we've got some some talent here. Uh, Doris Wishman, of course, does some voiceovers. (laughs) Yeah, as always. And uh, we have Sandy Fox, a young woman playing an old woman. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Very... Obviously, too. I think she just yeah. has, like, a gray wig on. Yeah, yeah. Her. She, her face just looks young as any, but... Yeah, she looks like she's 23 at the oldest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I will say that this is more successful than I anticipated in some ways. Um, it's, it's quite a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything else you want to say about... Satan was a lady before we take our break? Yeah. Okay. I think, and, uh, when you name a film Satan is a lady, or Satan was a lady, I want to see a little Satan. But will we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Does anyone? Uh, I don't know. I'm getting used to being on the technical end of the show. I can hear my voice for the first time as we record. <laughs> and now I'm second guessing like everything I'm going to say. You've cursed me. Oh, no. It's okay. This old-fashioned will really power me through it. And then when I get a little more resin into my system, I'll be right in the pocket. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead. We'll take a break. We'll see if uh, Jeremy's going to be able to make his way through this old-fashioned. And then uh, we'll be back to talk a little bit more about Satan Was a Lady. back we got we got the buttons working we think we got the buttons working they all work on one test here we go wow look at those tits excellent wow. that's all the proof i need so we are back on the raincoat report and uh we have potentially resolved our technical issues but it's time for us to find out why exactly and how exactly satan was a lady yeah so let us get to the matter at hand your violation, my dear. <laughs> All right. K kick us off. <laughs> so we open on a woman being caressed and fingered as we get our title and credits. Uh, it's here that we're not really introduced to, but we begin to see Claudia and Victor. So uh, as I stated before, Claudia is played by Bree Anthony uh, and Victor is played by Tony Richards. We see Victor going down on Claudia a bit. Uh, notably, her pubic hair seems to have been groomed with at least an electric razor. She's got just a, a little bit of stubble there. We see Claudia picked up and carried into a bed. And in bed, Claudia tells Victor that this feels wrong, but Victor says they'll be married soon. He tells her he wants her now, and Claudia says, Of course, how selfish of me. Yeah, yeah I'm glad she got over that real quick. <laughs> so, she was being, you know, kind of a... <laughs> so they make out and caress a bit, and Victor goes down on Claudia a bit, and it's here that we're introduced to her very hairy asshole. <laughs> yeah, she has got a... Just a real cookie monster of a beehole. It wouldn't stand out so much if it weren't for the fact that her pubic hair was shaved. Just completely gone, but yeah, there's no care paid at all to that, uh, to the, uh, old, uh, oh wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> so, uh, this is a subject that I'll return to later in the film. We cut to Claudia mounting Victor, reverse cowgirl, and then leaning back so he can fuck her from below. It's at this point that we get our first glimpse of Terry, played by Annie Sprinkle, who walks into the apartment and uh, sees Claudia, her stepsister, being fucked by Victor. Mm -hmm. 
she watches, shocked, as Claudia and Victor continue to fuck. Uh, the camera is hunting for focus here as it zooms in, and we get an extreme close-up of the penetration. Based on the voiceover we hear oh. from Terry... Oh, it, it's Doris. Well, yes. By yeah. Doris Wishman yeah, sorry. over Terry's face, uh, indicating it's from Terry. Uh, she's very judgmental. Uh, about her sister fucking Victor, but uh, she is still watching. Did you notice he's wearing a very tiny whistle? No, I did not. <laughs> what do you think that's for? Uh, it's probably so he can warp to another level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I can think of is this is like mid seventies, so it's like where's it's like the discos, and when it, they do the hustle, he's like boop boop. That, that I imagine that getting really annoying in the disco if all the rad disco dudes were carrying their whistles in with them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say it wasn't? Maybe that was the problem. Maybe that's why people were really against disco. Uh, it certainly doesn't help the case. <laughs> uh, Claudia is now facing Victor as he fucks her from below and she sits in a cowgirl position. Terry leaves, and we cut to Victor coming all over Claudia's belly. We then cut to Terry coming home. So they were at Victor's apartment having sex. But Terry and Claudia live with their mom, uh, Ada, I believe. Yeah, Ada, played by Sandy Fox. Or mother. Mother. Their furniture is all covered in plastic, as was the old lady style of the 70s. Yeah, of course. You don't want your fucking incontinent friends coming over and pissing all over it. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, Terry's mom, Ada, asks where she's been, and Terry tells her to leave her alone and just storms off. Uh, Terry doesn't have a good attitude. No. We then see Terry placing a phone call to Bobby, played by Bobby Astor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not, no devil play in this film, though. Unfortunately. Would, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil that up front. Yeah. <laughs> I know people were out there being like, oh, Bobby Astor's in it. It's got Satan in the title. Surely. I mean, it was a precedent set by The Devil and Miss Jones Part 2. Which did come out like a decade after this. Sure. But if uh, you know, precedent can be set at any time and yeah. it has to be applied retroactively as well. Exactly. We don't know exactly when Bobby Astor got into Devil Play. It could have been well before now. And Doris 20, Wishman 2023? censored him. Oh, it could have been, yeah. <laughs> he could have come out in his little devil costume, and she was like, absolutely not. This movie is Satan was a lady, not Satan was Bobby Astor. Yeah, don't try to make it about yourself, Bobby. It's And in response, Bobby said... And in response, Bobby said... Drink a mile of piss to see her, pussy. <laughs> I thought we were actually talking about something in the film, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're, we're, we're settling in on the soundboard. We'll get there. Yeah, I'm in control. Uh, Terry tells Bobby she's ten minutes away from his house and asks if he wants to hang out. They agree to meet. We then cut to them in Bobby's place, which he notes is the best he can afford for now. It seems to be a, like, 15-foot by 15-foot room uh, decorated by the chains and straps and whips that are... Uh, on his wall. <laughs> uh, nice fun place. Chains and shackles. 
Terry asks him about these things, and Bobby asks her if she wants to try it out. You think they were there when he moved in? Uh, Whatever that was sounded like a... Okay. We're picking up a lot of... I think it might be devil energy we're picking up on. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I imagine that those were already there. Those are used uh, cuffs and shackles and whips. Yeah, this was... (laughs) (laughs) It was was part of the apartment. This is just a place, yeah, that... uh, what was it? The scariest 61st. It's just one of those kinds of rooms where <laughs> you just keep like your slave. Oh yeah. yeah. But people are like hard up for like a place to live. So they're like, Oh, we'll just sublet it. Well, that's why Bobby said this was the best I can afford. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> so, uh, when Bobby asks if she wants to try these things out, Terry knows she'll try anything once. So we see Terry and Bobby undressing. Uh, and we get a long shot on Terry's giant melons as she takes her top off. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, we don't see enough Annie Sprinkle. We need to feature her more. I know as soon as she took her top off, I was thinking to myself. I was thinking to myself. Oh, yeah. Wow, look at those tits. There we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> Terry lays back on the bed, and Bobby cuffs one of her wrists and one of her ankles up. Uh, The other two are free for a bit. Uh, Here we discover that Terry's pubic hair is completely shaven, and the hairy asshole isn't genetic. Although, after a little bit of study, I noticed that it seems like one side of her asshole was shaved and the other side was not. There's just a little tuft of hair there. Yeah, it's um, a style choice. Bobby eats her out for a bit, and Terry seems to be having a good time. Bobby starts to work his fingers in as well to really amplify things. Then we cut to Bobby squatting a bit above Terry's head as she sucks his cock from below, prompting him to promise to shoot a hot load all over her belly. It's gonna pop. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to Terry, now with all four of her appendages chained up. Uh, Bobby goes down on her more, and after a bit, Bobby stuffs his hard cock into Terry. He fucks her for a few moments and then pulls out and comes on Terry's snatch. Not on her belly. Terry strokes his cock a bit and then the shot blurs out and we cut to Victor answering the phone. He's getting a cryptic call from a woman asking if he's running into any problems. He says that she'll be the first to know if he does and he hangs up on her. Uh, of course, since Doris Wishman does all of the voices of all of the overdubbed women in this movie, it's hard to tell who he's talking to. Yeah, it, it's truly impossible. <laughs> I have a note here, and it's just question marks. I was like, what is this call? We cut to Claudia walking through the park. We get a Doris Wishman voiceover where she wonders if she should tell her mother she's getting married to Victor. We then see Terry showing up at Victor's place. She yells at him for seeing her younger sister again. Victor says he hasn't seen Claudia in days, and Terry calls him a liar. After all, she did see him fucking her. This does not prevent her from immediately getting naked, other than a garter belt and thigh high she's wearing, and uh, blowing Victor on the bed, stroking his cock with her big milkers as well. We see Terry really slowly but thoroughly working his tip with her mouth and going back to stroking his cock with her tits. 
The blowjob continues for a while, with the camera struggling to keep focus at times. This goes on for a bit too long, but would probably be quite enjoyable to experience if you were Victor. Eventually, Terry sucks and strokes him to finish him off, smearing cum on her face and licking his cock more. We then cut to Claudia, back at home, talking to her mother. Her mother offers her some food, and she turns it down. Uh, Her mother also tells Claudia she looks tired. We see Claudia looking out the window to the city, and in her voiceover, she notes that Terry's been acting weird. Something must be wrong. She suggests that maybe she shouldn't say anything about her and Victor getting married. Claudia then sits on the couch next to Terry and asks why Terry is acting so strange. Terry tells her to leave her alone and notes that everybody's (laughs) bothering her. (laughs) We then cut to Victor offering his mistress, played by C.J. Lang, a drink. Yes. You get, uh... She's got, like, a green dress on, and you get a little bit of, like, nipple slippage in it. Yeah. Very nice. Very tasteful. The lovely C.J. Lang. Mm Mm-hmm. We see Victor bring her a drink, and then cut to them, now immediately naked. CJ lays back on the seat of an armchair she's in, and Victor squats down and starts to fuck her. Victor speeds up a bit as he goes and really lays some pipe here. We then see CJ sucking his cock at a pretty fast rate. It seems he's not hard in this shot, but he's definitely hard in the next shot, as CJ rides his cock reverse cowgirl as he's sitting in the chair. Uh, this continues for a bit with a lot of close-up shots. This film is uh, crazy about reverse cowgirl. In the first scene with Victor, there's a very like long, very wide, stretching uh, reverse cowgirl shot that goes yeah. on for quite a while. Yeah. We cut to them seemingly after sex, cuddling naked, and the phone rings. Victor answers the phone, and a woman's on the other end, who yells at him for being drunk and tells him that the woman that she assumes he's with needs to get lost. He tells CJ to get lost, and then Victor tells the woman on the phone that, I'm getting out of this. She yells at him, threatening to share some records of some sort with the district attorney? Yeah, there's a very... (laughs) That's why I said in the intro, it feels like there was a plot here that was, like, the film had been whittled down (laughs) to, like, mostly just the sex. Right. I think it's one of those things where, like, they try to create the illusion of there being a deep plot with just there being a lot of things that are unexplained going on in the background. Sure. Definitely. Uh, Um, It's certainly something that, like, in a normal film you would expect more follow-up on. Uh, More scenes that explain what's happening. Or at least a resolution where everything is addressed. I mean... (laughs) We'll get to that. Well, there's... Things are addressed. (laughs) Not everything. Oh, it's all addressed, honey. Have I ever called you honey before? I don't know. I don't know that I like it. I'm going to start doing that to everyone in 2023. (laughs) Is that your New Year's resolution? Uh Uh-huh. Excellent. So, Victor calls the woman on the phone a bitch and hangs up. (laughs) We then cut to Claudia in the park again. We've all been there. Claudia is sitting on a bench, and in her voiceover, she decides she is going to tell her mother about her and Victor getting married. The voiceovers in this echo a little bit. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, also, they're playing. <clears throat> I think the Entertainer by I think Scott Joplin. 
It was definitely a song that I recognized that I didn't know the name of, but that sounds right. I recognize it because it's the song that plays when uh, Homer goes to New York in a flashback in The Simpsons <laughs> and just has a terrible time. That's uh, I had to look it up. That's what I was playing on my phone with just now. But uh, it plays a couple times throughout the film. Yeah. A lot of this film's soundtrack is... Uh, Public domain. <laughs> yeah, I think like with... Uh, or stolen, like with right. uh, Alter. Was it Alter of Lust? I think there was like some like stolen, like, sounded like Grand Funk Railroad or something in it. That sounds right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of public domain music, a lot of stuff that sounds like you would hear it in an elevator. <laughs> um, to It's almost annoying at times. <laughs> we see Claudia walking away from the park in a long series of shots that linger for quite a while. Now, while she's doing this, and I think this is actually, it's a long lingering shot, but it's a pretty good one. She's walking away, but there's like a pigeon that's slightly coming towards the camera <laughs> and going away. And I was like, what if the film just like tracked off and started following the pigeon? <laughs> I mean, anything can happen in a Doris Wishman film. Yeah. We Um. then see Claudia at home talking to her mother, and she tells her mother that she's getting married to Victor. Claudia's mom calls in Terry, who shows up in form-fitted lingerie with no panties and a pair of thigh highs. Yeah. So her her, uh, vagina's on full display. When Terry is told about this, she tells everybody to leave her alone and storms (laughs) off. I get it. Her mother tells her to put something on and try to look like a lady. Yeah. We've all stormed off to masturbate after our parents yelled at us. Yes, and indeed, that's what Terry does, who walks into another room, sits on a couch, and starts to touch herself. She says she wishes she had a big cock. Her big breasts spill out of her top, and she takes off her stockings before also taking her top off. We watch as she plays with her clit and caresses herself writhing around on the couch. We get a good shot of Terry face down on the couch with her ass up in the air, reaching her hands behind her to play with her pussy. She seems to have a green tattoo that says go in her pubic region. She also has, um, it's a tattoo that looks like a birthmark. I cannot make out what it is on her ass. Oh, okay. Um, it looks like maybe it's a state. I don't know. (laughs) After a bit, she seemingly gets off, and then we cut to Terry's mom walking in on naked Terry. She tells her to put some clothes on, and Terry complains about her mom always telling her to be a lady. We see Claudia by a fire, uh, and then abruptly cut to Claudia's mom talking to Victor. Claudia's mom confirms that Victor's marrying Claudia, and uh, tells him that Claudia isn't feeling well and is in her room. So Victor joins Claudia in her room that apparently has a fireplace. Yes. He, she's dying and the fire is keeping her warm. <laughs> he uh, tries to start fondling her and she reminds him that her mother's home. So he locks the door and afterwards the couple undresses and starts making out. Victor goes down on Claudia for a bit, and we see Claudia suck and stroke his cock for a bit. After a bit, Claudia starts to ride Victor Cowgirl as he lays in front of the fire on a white pelt rug. Claudia remounts in reverse Cowgirl and continues to ride. This goes on for a bit, and uh, after a while we see Victor mount Claudia Missionary and fuck her for a bit. He pulls out and strokes and eventually comes on her belly. 
We then cut to Bobby's studio dungeon. <laughs> Terry's visiting him. <laughs> Bobby asks her to be his steady girl, and Terry tells him he's crazy. Apparently, the only reason she was seeing Bobby was to make another guy jealous, and I believe it's Victor that she's referring to. Yeah, I didn't... Well, that makes sense now. I didn't realize at the beginning that they were at... That Terry had entered, I guess, Victor's apartment. And saw him banging yeah, Claudia. Yeah. She's like, oh, my, my dirty sister. I, since they all lived at home with their mom, I assumed it, it was at home. Right, right. But there was no fireplace in that scene. So this really, if you if it wasn't clear before, now it is, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Maybe it isn't. Not to me. But uh, Bobby calls her a bitch and throws her on the bed and slaps her. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was going to get real dark real fast. Uh, but it doesn't, because she just gets up and undresses, yeah, and Bobby undresses as well. The one thing women in this film will do is just give in immediately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Terry climbs back in bed with Bobby and rubs her knockers on his cock before making out with him. She sucks Bobby's cock for a bit, and then he gets on top of her and kisses her all over uh, before mounting her missionary and giving her quite a pounding. He gives her a pretty good stuffing, and we see her tits bouncing around in some close-ups. Terry blows him a bit more, rubbing her breasts on his cock along the way. She lays down, and he puts his cock in her mouth some more as he fingers her. He finally comes all over her breasts, and she sucks him more. <coughs> oh, the resin's got a hold of me. <laughs> We cut to Claudia's place, and she, Victor, and her mother are talking about the wedding. Oh, that black stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Brown and black. The New Year's... The color of the New Year. The color of the New Year. (laughs) As they're talking, Terry walks in and sits down, and Mom gives Terry grief about being out for so long. Victor asks for a drink, and Terry immediately leaves the room and comes back and gives him some water. Uh, he drinks it and then says, Claudia, and collapses on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Fast-acting poison. They call the doctor who comes and can do nothing because apparently Victor's dead at this point. Thankfully, the doctor is there to give Claudia a sedative to calm her down. I do wonder why Terry was... The one who's like has to get him a drink. I'm confused about the. We'll get to that. Yeah, but yeah. Regardless, it seems at, weird. At the, at the same, yeah. Like when it happens, I'm like, he can get his own damn drink. He's an adult. Yeah. So we cut to Claudia laying on the couch, and we hear Victor's voice as she's like asleep on the couch. Claudia's tossing and turning. He asks Claudia to remember the night we made love, and then. We get an effect that we saw in Come With Me, My Love, yeah. uh, but turned up to 11 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get like a negative sepia tone to the scene here. Yeah, it makes it all very strange. Uh, Victor and Claudia are making out, and we see Victor go down on Claudia with his finger firmly on her asshole. We then watch Victor fuck her missionary for a bit. After a while, he fucks her doggy style for a bit and comes on her ass. Yeah, I feel like the predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Victor and Claudia roll around naked for a bit, and then we cut to Claudia back in the real world, I guess, asleep on the couch. 
we hear Victor's voice say, Claudia, come to me. <laughs> uh, again, mirroring, come with me, my love. Yeah, I don't... Where do... Yeah. Claudia is jarred awake and stands up, and she walks over to Victor's corpse, which is laying under a sheet, just hanging around in the apartment. <laughs> Claudia says, I didn't even kiss you goodbye, so she starts to slide down the sheet, and then Victor starts to slowly sit up. Claudia watches, and she collapses in fright onto the floor. We then cut to the doctor, who explains the entire film here, like the silliest of Italian jolly. Yeah, he just, yeah, he goes over, like, the entire plot, like, everything that was vaguely hinted at is just fully laid out here. Yeah, like, uh. It's like an Italian film or uh, maybe like an Ed Wood film or something <laughs> like that. Just uh, Yeah, it's just like there's so many there's so many Jallo films that like they're building a mystery the whole film and you're not sure what's gonna happen. And then if you look at the running time, you're like, there's two minutes left in this movie and I have no idea what's gonna happen. So some like police investigator yeah. comes on screen and explains the whole movie. He's been working. Well, I mean, he's been working on it the whole time. You right. Know? <laughs> We've seen him before looking at clues and stuff, but he didn't seem to know what was happening until the very end where he knows everything. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to, you know, do anything until his case was airtight. Yeah. He didn't want to make any moves. That's good. Good investigation. Yeah. It's good police work. Uh, it is, all this stuff could have been in the film. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, the doctor's talking to the investigator in Claudia's apartment, and he explains that Claudia was supposed to be awarded a large inheritance from her father, uh, from her father's will when she turned 21, which was coming up soon. Her mother decided that the shock of seeing Victor die, then come back alive, would be fatal to Claudia due to her heart condition. Oh, yeah. Remember when they <laughs> opened it up, the film, and she was uh, getting her heart medication filled <laughs> yeah. at the pharmacy. <laughs> it's explained that Claudia's mother died when she was young, and Ada is actually Claudia's stepmother, but Terry's natural mother. Ada and Victor were supposed to split the money, so Victor was in on this. Yeah. The doctor notes that he doesn't know what they gave Victor to put him in a coma, because the doctor says he did examine Victor and thought he was dead. I just think he might not be a good doctor. <laughs> uh, Ada apparently was granted enough money to support the family, but she wanted more, and she wanted to take Claudia's inheritance. Meanwhile, Claudia isn't dead, but she's in a catatonic state. The doctor doesn't know if she'll ever come out of it. She may come out of it tomorrow, or live this way for the rest of her life. We get a close-up of Claudia's blank face as she's in her catatonic state. Mm -hmm. And then the words, the end, on the screen. <laughs> and that was the story of Satan was a lady. What story? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, that's Doris Wishman for you. We'll uh, take a quick break, and then we'll be back to uh, give our final thoughts on Satan was a lady. What you're about to do is against the law in Alabama. <laughs> Put some clothes on you. Why don't you leave me alone? Put some clothes on. Yeah, I know. Act like a lady. Try to be a lady. This lady bit is driving me mad. 
back. Yes. We are back. <laughs> we are back on the raincoat report. Jeremy is uh, struggling to keep his breath in his lungs with all the resin buildup. It's hard to breathe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're back on the raincoat report to give our final thoughts on Satan Was a Lady, so it's time, Jeremy. The raincoat review. <laughs> there we go. Dumbass, you should have said four. Oh. Okay, it's too late now. There's no button on here where I can be like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> there you go. I forgot that's the one I'm going to say when, I'm going to hit when you say when someone says something dumb. <laughs> I'm like, bong, idiot. Um, it's time for our raincoat review? Yes. As the man said. Yes, as the man himself said. This film was uh, all right. It was a very interesting kind of film. Yeah. Like, uh. Just in the way that, like, any Doris Wishman film is kind of structurally interesting just from the way it's made. Yeah, yeah. Which ends up being a little bit more interesting than what actually goes on in the film itself. <laughs> but uh, that said, I do think this film had a it had a very nice cast, obviously. You got, yeah. some, you got some pros in the form of uh, Annie Sprinkle and Bobby Astor and some uh, Anthony Bree. And uh, who played Victor? Uh, Brie Anthony and uh, yeah, Victor Brie is Anthony. Tony Richards. Yes, Tony Richards. Tony Shaloub from Monk. Tony Shaloub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're a little less known to me, but uh, they perform a, a pretty make a pretty useful pair here. They're all laying pipe and sucking and fucking to the ultimate. And, and don't forget, we also got uh, an appearance from C.J. Lang. Yes, who I feel was underutilized in this For sure. film. Yeah, because she's looking real good. And uh, you know what? So's Bobby Astor. He's real in shape for this one. Yeah, he is. He's real cut. Uh, he really is. Uh, I think the devil play might have been bad for him. <laughs> was this made before or after uh, Little Abner? Big Abner. Um, I'm going to say Probably after, around the same time. maybe, I don't know. This is 75. I feel like Big Abner was earlier, but I might be totally wrong about that. Oh, anyway, the baby play. I don't like that. So I'm glad none of that happens in this film. Yes. <laughs> Regardless, I was trying to think if maybe that was like along the way to him getting into devil play. <laughs> but uh, this might be a stop off in between. It's worth noting that Doris Wishman made a film called Satan Was a Lady in 2001 as well. Oh, did she? Uh, I don't know if it's the same one at all. It doesn't seem like... Like, it doesn't have the same character names, at least. There's a right. lot more characters listed. She just likes that title. It might... Yeah, it might just be the title reused. But I'll, I'll see if I can track it down and watch it, at least for my own uh, uh, historical edification <laughs> she also has a film called to live and shave in la spatters oh. of a royal sperm i like that that's from 1993 yeah of course uh yeah i think the biggest problem with this film is that uh its plot is underdeveloped and then suddenly over explained yeah <laughs> that's maybe worse than just never explaining anything in a lot of ways uh, i could see that argument I could be like, well, she had a call from the DA. What the hell was that? That still isn't explained, but 
once you know there are like police involved on some level, you're like, eh, okay, maybe. Yeah, she she was gonna turn those records over to the DA. What records? I don't Why know. records of him just being a bad person? Maybe I'm not so sure. I, I guess that he was conspiring with Ada to do this thing and play dead or whatever, and he was having second second thoughts about it or whatever. But she blackmailed him. About something that is never explained. Yes. Uh, what What's weird to me, though, is Terry gives Victor the drink that makes him pass out. But it seems in the explanation that Terry wasn't really implicated at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand if... I don't know what happened. She was just going to poison him anyway because he had betrayed her. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and it just happened to work out with the rest of the plan. Uh, yeah, it's it's really underdeveloped to the point of kind of being annoying. Okay. But uh, the sex in it is actually pretty good overall. I was going to say that um, while this bar is very low, mm-hmm. I would say that this was the most erotic Doris Wishman film mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. Even with the strange psychedelic negative effect scene at the end. Yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, again, that's a low bar. <laughs> yeah, that is a low, but... Uh, but, you know, Annie Sprinkle steals the show, and she's yeah, gorgeous and curvy and uh, looks, delightful. Yeah, she looks great in this. Uh like I mentioned earlier, the music in it is uh, infuriating for the most part, uh, except for perhaps the Scott Joplin song as she wanders around the uh, the old the old park. Now is that the? Yes, that's the yeah, one. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, that a little bit more expansion on the film could have made it could have made it a more uh, cohesive film. Okay. It almost feels like an Andy Milligan film, uh, but without like as much screaming. Yeah, I if could they see that. Kind of expanded on this because there's a couple things they could have expanded on, like uh, the blackmail plot. Yeah. Uh, the sibling rivalry, kind of where they're both kind of after the same guy ultimately. Yeah. Um. But none of that really gets exploited or anything like that. So ultimately, a man has to just show up and explain everything at the end. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that I see a lot of similarities between the films of Doris Wishman, Andy Milligan, Mm -hmm. and Roberta Findlay. Yeah, definitely. There's a very argumentative style. Yeah, I would say that... This one doesn't really go into which... uh, Kind of puts it on the lesser end of Doris Wishman films, even though I think it's probably the most erotic of her adult films we've seen so far. Sure. Yeah, ultimately, I think at the end of the day, I'd probably give this around a, a two and a half. Okay. I think it's a, it's pretty entertaining. It's got some good sex to it, but it, it just kind of tries to fake you out about having a deeper plot than there is to it, which right. to me ultimately is kind of a little bit more annoying than if you had just left everything vague. <laughs> okay. Um, as we'll get into a little bit more next week, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would say that when it comes to me, uh, you know, I feel similarly about it. I've been adding in as you've been talking. But, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think that it's well known at this point on the show that I have a passion for low-budget weird movies. and. Mm-hmm. 
Because of that, I would rate this a little bit higher than you. Just mm. I would give it three stars just yeah. because I found it really interesting from the um, you know, the the weird Doris Wishman voiceovers, yeah, the-, the negative effect at the end, the uh very long shots at random times, the mm-hmm. Camera going out of focus at weird times. Yeah, there's an in and out of focus cream pie, I think, towards the beginning. <laughs> uh, you know, it's got kind of almost a Jess Franco thing going. If Jess Franco didn't have a good eye for locations and yeah. general cinematography, even mm-hmm. if he would let things get out of focus and zoom in at weird times and stuff like that. Uh, I think that he overall has more vision cinematographically <laughs> in a cinematic in, cinematic. in a cinematic sense <laughs> oh yeah it's, it means no worries for the rest of your days <laughs> but uh you know this is not as uh this is not as well thought out and you know i'm using that in a very generous way as yeah. a just franco film but yeah. I, I, I would say that it also kind of feels more well made than a lot of doris wishman things there aren't a lot of scenes where people are talking to one another and you can't see their mouths while they're talking yeah uh there's Almost there, none of that other than the voiceovers. There is a lot of stuff where when someone talks, it is just like one person on screen. Sure. But that's better than it just all being Doris Wishman's voiceover and you're not being able to tell who's saying right. what. Yeah. Um, overall, I did enjoy this movie, yeah. uh, but it, you know, obviously it has tons of shortcomings. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to give it three stars. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought the sex was good. Uh, we definitely need to get more Annie Sprinkle on the show. We've yeah. been talking about that for a while now. She's still alive. I bet we could get her on the show. Maybe. I think make... she works as like a sex educator now, so she's not totally... She's not one of those people that like stopped doing porn and then disappeared. She's... Yeah, we'll get her on. She'll teach us a lot. She will. She'll... I'm sure there's plenty she could teach me. She could teach me... Um... How to not? I will lose my virginity. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's Doris Wishman for you. Yeah, I think if there had been, if they'd expanded on the scenes where Annie Sprinkle told someone to go away and to leave her alone and to full on shouting matches, I would have given it a three, no problem. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it would have been more Andy Milligan at that point. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's a it's a pretty amusing film. It's not one you need to see, but if you're watching Doris Wishman films uh and you're like these should be a little bit sexier, I think this would be the one to watch. Yeah, I would say that Doris Wishman's a little hit or miss for me, but I think both of the hardcore films we've covered have been ones that, you know, if you're watching her movies, definitely check those out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report. Perverted porno zones. There are. <laughs> that's our uh, perverted porno zones. Um, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, follow us on Patreon, Raincoat, or wait, Patreon.com slash Raincoat Report. There's, uh, from our statistics, there's about 50 to 60 of you guys, so tell two friends. <laughs> that would 
It would be like a mushroom. We would be like a beautiful fungus. Or a mushroom cloud. Oh, yeah. I watched Ooh. Dr. Strangelove last night. Me too. Really? Yeah. I saw you upload it, and I hadn't seen it in a while. What a great film. Yeah, it is a great film. That's one I would give five stars. Well, I'll, say I'll give it four and a half stars, because if someone was in there just jerking off Peter Sellers. <laughs> That's five right That's there. That's five, yeah. Uh, it, and maybe multiple characters that he plays gets jerked off. Yeah, but but <laughs> but yeah, Jack T. Ripper not getting jerked off. <laughs> he would kill you if he tried. <laughs> That's true. Now I was just you said mushrooms, and I thought about the ending with all the mushroom clouds and yeah, stuff. Anyway, how, uh, <laughs> that's how we're all gonna go. But this twenty twenty three. Yeah, this Friday we're gonna be talking about the. Uh, we're taking a step back in time a little bit to talk about the Pornhub Christmas contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this right before the contest ends. So yeah, so none of it's official, but... We've uh, got a good idea of what's happening. The general range of the things that we're covering. Yeah. Did you pick a specific number? Uh, no, I just kind of uh, paged through and mm-hmm. looked at screenshots and found ones that seemed uh, interesting to me. Me too. I hope we didn't pick any of the same ones. You know, I thought about whether or not we might have, but if we we'll, have to, we'll see what if happens. If we have to combine one and combine observations, you know, that's just, uh, well, that's what reporting's all about, you know? We, yeah. It's really... You want to get multiple perspectives on things. Yeah. If you, if you go see a doctor, you sometimes you want a second opinion, but you live in America, so it's too expensive to get one. <laughs> But so you so you actually never went to the doctor once. But what's not too expensive is $5 a month to uh, check out that Patreon content. Yeah, two episodes a month, and you get early access to our normal episodes. And those episodes, I'm going to make Boss edit them so they're uh, soundboard free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to do that. Just, just, just uh, make sure expectations are managed. Shut the hell up. so uh you know in the meantime if you're going to poison your sister's uh boyfriend so that your mom can scare your sister to death so that she gets your stepfather's inheritance don't forget your raincoat (laughs) yeah complicated uh romeo and juliet style (laughs) plot all right. Happy New Year to all 2023. And to all a good night. Year of the Hog. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 2022 is a year of the Hog, wasn't it? Or well, was... we're trying again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Every year is the year of the Hog here on the Raincoat Report. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't know if Claudia will ever come out of this state of shock. The mind is very strange. She may wake up tomorrow and be perfectly normal. Then again, Claudia may live like this, in a state of shock for the rest of her life.